You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast. This is your man, Chops, live from Cleveland. I got my man, Adam, with me. I got my man, Zion, with me. We have a very, very special show today. If you're a first-time listener, go back, listen to some of our old episodes. We've had Jalen Rose on. We'd have LeVar Ball on, Alan Iverson, Andre Drummond. Adam Schefter, a whole bunch of people for all kinds of sports knowledge. We're the premier complex sports podcast because we're the only complex sports podcast. So go back and listen to old episodes if this is your first time. If it is your first time, thank you for joining us. We have a very special show, as I already said. We have Shams Charania joining us. He works for the Athletic Stadium, premier NBA newsbreaker. All NBA news mostly comes from Shams. Um, very fun episode, Adam. Uh, he talks about everything. Yeah, we had him on for almost an hour, and I think you peppered him with every single hypothetical free agent slash trade question known to mankind. So we went through the gauntlet of of all the speculative NBA news possible, talked a little bit about the NBA reopening, and also got into the fact that, you know, we were one of the first year at Complex Sports to give uh, Sham some shine as he was coming up as an NBA insider and talked in depth about, you know, what life is actually like for an NBA insider, one of the premier ones, if not the premier one right now. So, uh, yes, on the number one sports podcast for your listening pleasure, we have our friend Shams Charania on, and it is chock full of interesting tidbits and news that probably will get aggregated, which is kind of what we wanted anyway, right, Chops? Yeah, really fun conversation. After that, stick around because we do a 22-team fantasy draft of all the teams in Orlando we let them we draft for them one of a player from each team that's not going to the bubble in Orlando. So guys like Steph Curry, Carl Anthony Towns, we're adding those to teams uh, in the bubble in the playoff system to see how much better we could make them. Really fun. Uh, something that you guys will probably argue about because spoiler alert, Steph Curry was not the first pick in the fantasy draft. So I won't say who had that pick, Zion. Uh, so uh Really fun episode. Let's get to it. Very, very special guest joining us. We have Shams Charania, Athletic Stadium, 26-year-old, NBA insider, the premier NBA newsbreaker in our world. Shams, thank you for joining us. Guys, appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. And let the record show, Shams, that we obviously were the first publication, one of the, maybe the biggest publication, wherever, however we want to qualify it to give you that nice little profile, nice little shine. So we have been, we've been fans of yours and, uh, and been watching your progress for a while, and it's great to finally have you on the podcast. No, guys, I appreciate it. Adam uh, Mansfield wrote the story about me. I think it was 2016. It's been a while, yeah. It's, it, it goes back. I mean, you were still in college when we wrote that story. Crazy. I was still in college. It was my first year at Yahoo, and um, he wrote a kind of – he really went in depth. He asked a lot of questions that I didn't – think anyone really cared about about me but um i I love the way that that piece came out and so shout out to complex (laughs) can can i just ask you work for both stadium and the athletic you have to type extra things than other insiders when you do that does that slow you down like how do you deal with having to you don't you don't get to write espn that's only four letters (laughs) yeah i mean it, it took some time to adjust like my first year this is my second year at both the athletic and stadium that first year, I, I mean, I, it was tough. I was, sometimes I would just write the athletic and leave out stadium. And then like, I, I'd have, I might have one upset, like, it, so in order to divvy, divvy it up the right way, um, I really started to like draft my tweets and draft the athletic and stadium 
together. So I'm able to give both companies the same, you know, allotted amount of credit. But that first year was definitely the, the toughest in terms of figuring out like, all right, how am I going to juggle and balance two companies? Uh, but this year, you know, from the video component to the writing component, I think it's been a good first, you know, next step for me. So what's, what's the balancing act like? I mean, is it, is it, is it crazy or is it, is it much easier to handle now? And you know, what's, what's taking on more of your time? It was crazy the first year because I didn't know how much time to, to, to delve into for videos or how much time to give to the, to the writing side. But I think that first year going through the experience of really changing jobs for the first time in my career, um, I think really helped me because it kind of showed me and you got to go through some ups, you got to go through some downs. Um, but there were moments where I, I was, you know, I think there were, uh, you know, like I, I maybe was, too, you know, was this too much? Like, was I juggling too much? But then I think this year I was able to kind of divvy it up in a way that, um, you know, I was able to do, like, I love doing video sit down with guys and really spending time with them. So, you know, before this, before training camp went out to LA, sat down with Dwight Howard and, you know, as training camp went on, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, and then during the season, guys like AD, Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn, and, and so on and so forth. So it was, it, I love that aspect of it. And then also balancing the features and the, and, and the in-depth articles that The Athletic is so known for. Um, I think it's been a good kind of balancing act uh, this second year. I was watching your, uh, your PMT interview, and you were breaking the Markeith Morris uh, story live during the, the video one. I, I, I don't know if, it, if that came through on the actual pod, but I was watching the video. You're fucking competitive, Shams. You were like, it was like eating at you that you like to get this story out. And like, I was just very cool to see because I think probably people don't realize that it's like kind of like a sport in itself between, you know, these top NBA insiders. Yeah, I mean, in that moment, it was like, you know, I got a couple texts that Marky Morris had agreed to a buyout. And obviously the next question is like, where is he going to go? Right. And like my mind always wanders to what's what's that next step and what mm -hmm. like what am I you know if I put this tweet out what might I be missing um, it, you know if I can spend sometimes you can't spend that additional you know minute two minutes because that's such a long amount of time and as far as breaking news or, or reporting on anything um, but if I can take that extra time to figure out all right where is he going I'm always gonna try and so I, I think in that moment I, I took like five minutes to try to figure out where he was going I couldn't figure it out. So I just put out the buyout and then it, it, it did eat at me for like it took 20, 30 minutes for me to figure out, all right, he's going to the Lakers. I think I put out that the Lakers are strong front runners, but then to finally get the confirmation that he is going to the Lakers, like it, it's, it definitely, um, it, you know, not getting the full story definitely eats at me at different points. But I mean, I, I, I just, you know, you, you try to treat people fairly, treat people honestly. And, and at the end of the day, you want to be accurate, um, and fair before, you know, if, even if it means maybe being quote unquote late. How many times or how often does a GM or an assistant GM call you to, fi to figure out what's going on? Because I think like an assistant GM called you during that and you're like, I'll let you know. But it's like, are teams actually calling you and Woj trying to figure out what's going on? I, I mean, it, at different points, it's, it's, it's different types of things. You know, where, where could a free agent, my, you know, where could a free agent, potentially go you know what potential trades are brewing out there what you know depending on the on the year you know draft you know what kind of guys might be going where which team might be looking at different guys so um, a lot of it is already rumor mill anyway it's all being published you know you have a bunch of great reporters throughout the NBA world that are 
put pushing out a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, at different points, especially, you know, during a, a new, you know, an article like that, like a guy gets a buyout and then you, you have a rush of people wanting the information as far, you know, what's next, where is he going? And so I, I got a couple of calls in that moment from different team execs, like, all right, you just put out that he got a buyout, where's he going? And so it's my job to, to, to try to deliver the next step of news as well. Let me ask you this. Do you have beef with Schefter after you broke the NFL draft news? Did like you, you no board beef. in the house. No, no, we no. gave you props well, for that, by board, the way. We, we did. Board in the house on the house board. <laughs> what, why, did, were you just like, screw it, I'm, I'm putting this out there? Yeah, I mean, I was at home watching the draft like everyone else. You know, this was a few, like a month into quarantine, right? And so mm-hmm. I was, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, normally during the NFL draft, I'm out covering a playoff game or doing something NBA related. And so I'm not really focused on the NFL draft, but at that point, obviously no NBA and it really was like NBA boredom. I think I, the first tweet I put out with, with Tua uh, going to Miami and I was, you know, sitting down on a couch watching the draft. And I, I do, you know, I do have a few sources that overlap in both the NFL and the NBA. And I was just like threw a, f- a couple feelers out there and, and, and was just seeing if anyone would, re- would respond or want to, give me any type of draft news. And, and I know that, you know, the NFL reporters are kind of uh, held, held up a little bit because, you know, obviously those guys can't break uh, picks they in can't, real time. They oh. can't tip picks. So you came in and, and just dropped it on them like a bomb. Yeah. I, I it, it was really just done out of, uh, you know, I was kind of like had nothing to do, but I, I'm done. I'm retired. I think I'm washed after. You know, I think it was <laughs> You're retiring from the NFL bit. game. You're I, I think so. I think so. Hopefully, hopefully, no, hopefully it was a great, it was a great no, no, do, do it again because it was a great troll. It was fucking hilarious to see you popping off and just and, and ripping off NFL draft picks. So please do it at some point again because it was great. <laughs> I might. I might have to. I mean, you never know. I hope I never have to because I'm, you know, usually during the NBA season, you know, the playoffs keep you so engaged. And ever since the pandemic, it, like, I've, I've, it's still been busy, but it's just been a different type of focus. Uh, but during, you know, around this time of year, you're focused on on the finals and free agency coming up and the draft. And, you know, in, back in April during the NFL draft, you're covering playoff games, you're preparing for the draft. And there's still so much going on that, you know, you don't really have time to, to delve into other stuff. So it's not. Oh, go, my ahead, go ahead. Adam. No, go ahead. Uh, um, the, what I want to ask you, Shams, is like you guys, the high level insiders, your shifters, your Wojas, anyone else you want to put out there in baseball, basketball, football, whatever. What are the characteristics you guys share? Because um, I think you guys as journalists are definitely different than a lot of other guys. So what is it? You just love talking to people. You love checking in on people. You love having those conversations. Like, what is it that you guys all share that make you different from your other writers, journalists, other media guys? I don't, I don't know. I, I think there are a lot of great people across all, you know, reporting uh, scopes. You know, I've, I've talked to even Ian, Ian Rappaport. I think you guys have had him on, you know, and just his. My, my best friend, Chomps Ian. best friend, yes. That, that is my best friend, Ian. Let, Chomps, let me tell you this. This is how I break news. I tweet Ian until he tells me something on Twitter. So that's how that works. So. No, but, you know, I've I talked to Ian and, and just picking his brain at different points and, and how he handles relationships and talking to people and staying on top of news. And you know, sometimes the biggest thing that, you know, insiders or however you want to call it, Ian Rappaport's, you know, uh, I think it's just juggling what kind of, you know, the, the news and, and, you know, when, when do you feel like it's an appropriate time to report it? When is it? time to hold off and and wait to get the full story um when do you want to completely sit on something i think judgment and and picking and choosing when you want to report something when you don't want to report something and how you want to report it is is as important i think ever and um you know but as far as relationships 
you know, I, I, I've tried to carry early on is that, you know, there's, there's, I'm not just going to reach out to people when I really, really need them. It's really going to be a 24, seven, 365 thing where you've got to treat everyone with respect and, and make sure that, you know, um, they know that where you're coming from and that they know that you have pure intentions and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you, you try to help people as much as you can and, and just see where the chips fall. Shams, you mentioned in your previous answer talking about being comfortable putting news out. You have to get to a point where you're, you're really comfortable uh, putting something out. I go back to the Kawhi thing this past summer. What what happened there? Not just you. Like everybody seemed a little nervous at, to put stuff out. What, what is it just you guys knew and you didn't want to – not that you didn't want to do it, but run us through that because I think that was a very – interesting free agency thing that we we don't see a lot you know an interesting free agency for a very 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 interesting man like Kawhi yes, Leonard, yes. i mean you know him and his camp they do things differently they've always handled things differently um they kind of march their own, own own beat um you know with that one you know going in you understood that there were going to be really two different areas that were going to be in play for him right la and toronto and you know as free agency started to progress you would hear so many different things. I, I can't begin to tell, like July 3rd and July 4th, no matter who you talk to around the league, I had owners, GMs, players, all saying Kawhi Leonard was a Laker. And, and when, you, when you hear that, you know, you, you're so itching and you want to go with something, right? And, yeah. but, but as, you know, you know, but you're not hearing it from the type of source level that you're really, really comfortable with. And so could I have said, you know, July 3rd, 4th, you know, Kawhi Leonard might be leaning toward the Lakers. Sure. Um, would it have looked stupid? Yes. How, how and, hard and is so, that to hold off on, though? Because, like, everybody was so thirsty for Kawhi news, you know? Obviously, you, you look smart because you held off and you didn't look you didn't look wrong. But how hard is that to hold off on? I mean, it, it's hard to a degree, but if in your heart of hearts, you know, that's not like, you know, you're not comfortable with it. You mm -hmm. know, I'll, I've always trusted my gut. And so, you know, as, you know, as the calendar moved, you know, as the days went on like July 4th and then the 5th and then obviously the 6th being the big day, you know, four and five, I started to hear a lot of rumblings that um, I, I, you know, from a lot of people that I trusted that Kawhi Leonard had told the Clippers, I will come to you, but I need a second star to come with me. Um, but it, it, you know, there were different names thrown out, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and more and more, you started to hear Paul George. And then I remember I got a text at, I mean, hat, it was definitely past one in the morning. It was Chicago really late when this, when the Kawhi thing broke. And you know, the, the Kawhi signing, you know, the decision as well as the trade, you know, from the Spurs to Toronto. I remember you know, even the trade that happened really late too. I, I remember mm -hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll admit I was, I was napping. I was snoozing at like one fifteen in the morning. That's, Chicago. That's a, that's a sleep, Shams. That's not a nap at one fifteen. No, but I, I, I was knocked out on my couch. I was, okay. I, 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 it wasn't in my bed. I was knocked out on my couch. I think I was watching a movie and I get a text. I wake up at like one forty-five, going on two in the morning. And so I was pretty much done for like 30 minutes. And I wake up to text from one twenty. So 25 minutes ago, I got these texts, and that's a long, long time. Yes. I got texts saying, this trade Kawhi for DeMar is going to get done. And, and my first instinct was, holy shit, I just <laughs> missed it. I go on Twitter, I, and it's not out. And I spend the next 45, 30 minutes confirming it, put out that they're in serious talks, and the deal ends up consummating the next morning. 
but kind of the same way in free agency. Like I got a text real late at night. Kawhi had decided to go to the Clippers and then the trip, you know, and in, you know, obviously he went back to back, but clearly Kawhi Leonard had decided on the Clippers because they made it known to him. We got this PG trade done. Are you in? Are you out? He committed and the rest was history. Not, not to, I don't want to get into you obviously giving up any sources or anything, but why did that person pick you and not pick anybody? Is it just because you have a great relationship with them or, or go even going back to, you said the first thing you broke was the dang to the Cavs trade. Someone emailed you. No one else got that email, you know? So it's like, is it just a level of comfortability with you to let you do it? I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I would just say like work ethic and, and constant communication like that. You know, we go back to that story from, you know, the Luol Deng story from 2014. Which I as actually, a Cavs fan, my bad, Chump, as a Cavs fan, I was very excited. <laughs> I think that everyone was. Everyone was like, all right, you know, you got Luol Deng and Kyrie Irving and Deion Waiters. All right, they might be building something. And it completely yeah, we, we, weren't, we, we weren't. No, it wasn't that good. But like I'd exchanged 500, 600 emails with that person. And so the one big email that I got and, uh, you know, ended up being obviously probably a moment that for me, you know, basically I think gave me the confidence I am going on the right path and kind of put me on that quote unquote map. And there's also politics involved in that too. I mean, obviously you have to cultivate these sources over time. And, but you know, when you Woj, other NBA insiders are all trying to get, you know, morsels here, some of these places, some of these people have to pick who they're going to give one thing to and someone else to. And, and again, there is transactional aspects to this where you may have done something for this person at some point, giving them some information or whatever. But like inevitably politics as everything in fucking life, it, it kind of, you know, oozes into the situation. Yeah, you know, I, I try to just focus on me. It's good that you do and try to be above it, yeah. but like that definitely happens. There's definitely an aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, that you know, you, you know, you know, going in that different, you know, you know, I've been doing this. Now I'm 26 now. I've been doing this since I was 19. So about seven years, you know, I started writing really when I was 17, 18. So, but really covering games was freshman year. So 18, 19. So I've been doing it for eight, nine years. And so obviously I've been doing it for 20 years or 25 years or 30 years, 40 years. So, you know, whatever I might be missing in, in the, in time wise, I try to make up for it in just maturity and, and, and showing people that they can have faith in me, trust in me, just going about doing things the right way. Um, and, and not burning relationships. Like even early on, I, I wanted to make sure it was about the long game and the long-term relationships for me, rather than, you know, one little tidbit or scoop here or there. It's always been about the long game. Do you, everybody talks about the Shams Woj rivalry. What, give us your thoughts, Shams. You're going to give us a politically correct answer. I already know, but everybody, it's like Twitter's favorite thing to do when, when one of you guys beat each other, they're in the mentions, <coughs> Shams first, Woj first. What what is it? A little adrenaline, a little added adrenaline to it. I mean, it doesn't matter who who or what. You know, you you, you just try to put, you know do your job right and just put the you know put out news when you know it's one hundred percent accurate and fair. Obviously, that's someone you know I I you know worked with, and also that entire vertical group that we had. I mean, Adam wrote about it in two thousand sixteen. That group that we had from the NBA side to the features and article side. You know, Michael Lee, a guy that that I work alongside now with the mm-hmm. Athletic. Um, you know, the, the, the draft guys, I mean, we just had a unbelievable team. So for me to even be a part of that when I was 20, 21, 22 years old was, I mean, it's crazy even thinking back, uh, to, to that time period, 21, 22 years old, working alongside people like that. Um, but no matter what the news is, no matter what the situation is, you just want to, you know, you know, you want to, of course you want to be first and you want to be the, be the person that has the information out 
first. But then that you want to do it the right way and you want to make sure that it's 100% accurate, fair, you know, checks out all the boxes. And so for me, that's like the 100% thing that's always on my mind. Do you read your mentions? I actually turn like, I, you know, you, it's, it's hard not to read them fully, but I, you know, I think on TweetDeck and Twitter, there's a way that you can kind of eliminate that, that bar. So I'm not, I don't have it in front of me at all times, but sometimes, you know, it's human nature to just go through, but there's so many sometimes, especially on big news days, like the last, you know, last week with all the approvals that were going on. And even the previous Friday after the board of governors called two Fridays ago, when, when Adam had let them know that July 31st was the target date. And I put that out and just Twitter was obviously insane because everyone wanted to know when is the NBA going to restart. And so that was, you know, that was a day for my mentions where I probably didn't look at it. That's good so to know. Shall we talk about the NBA's return now? Let's talk about the NBA's return. We want to get, about get, return. Get more about the life of his insider. Yeah. So, Shams, are you going to be in the bubble? That's what everybody wants to know. We're trying to get in the bubble, by the way. So if you yeah. can get I'm in there. I'm trying to put a good into word the bubble. Are you going to be in the bubble? I don't know. Who wants to know that? No one's asked me that. <laughs> no, everybody wants to know well, that. No, Every, well, no. Can I, let me I, paint I, I technically have sources on this, but you probably do too, Shams. Actually, I, me, I think Shams. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think the NBA is going to be very judicious about who they allow into the bubble from mm-hmm. the media perspective. But I would think that you as, you know, a permanent insider would definitely get uh, access earlier than, say, us. Shams, can I pitch something to you? I have an Let's idea. Let's hear I have Let's an hear idea. NBA bubble. It's like the real world, but it's you and Woj in a suite, and you guys go through different competitions trying to break news, and we film it and put it out. What do you think? Oh, man. So you'd be filming uh, a lot I of guys think? texting is what, is what you're going to be yes, it, it, We'd have it's confessionals. Boring. No, it's not boring. I think people <laughs> would watch. Like We'd have challenges. Like You guys each text Rich Paul, and whoever gets an answer first wins that challenge. I mean, <laughs> that's exciting for you. <laughs> I I think the games are going to be more exciting than that. I just, <laughs> but, this would be like a subplot when it's not, when the games aren't going on and we could air it like 11 at night. I'm just saying, think about it. it I think be. the players are more fascinating than that. Honestly, I think they should do reality. I mean, imagine reality TV shows around these players in the bubble. I think that that's probably going to be more fun to watch. Right, so well, Ice, Cube, here's, Ice Cube tried to do that, doing? right? Ice Cube tried to do that he with did, the big three and then it just never happened. But no, that would be very interesting. I think watching like LeBron go to Disney world, maybe like during the day. I was talking to a player last week and he told me, he's like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, on the, on the PA call on Friday, they were, they were talking about like, what are we going to do while we're in the bubble? And you know, what are you going to do? Golf, you're going to fish, you're going to go out with your family, maybe get, get a bite to eat. But besides those three things, it's not like there's going to be a lot to do in that resort. So how are these guys going to stay sane? It's, it's, you know, I was, I was also asking another player, like, is this going to be the hardest championship ever because of all the stuff that's going to go into it from a, you know, logistical standpoint to you've, you're already off a three month hiatus. You're all, you know, you're going to be confined to that little bubble. Can't go anywhere. Can't have family going in and out. Can't even have family period until after the first round of the playoffs. And then you can bring a minimum of three people. So maximum of three people. So it's, it's going to be a lot that these players are going to have to go through. So having a player or two that wants to commit to a reality TV show, I would watch it. For sure. But but guaranteed, someone's going to be a knucklehead and get in trouble and do something crazy because they're going to go stir crazy. If you're if you're in Orlando for two months and you're confined to a small area of Disney, guaranteed you're going to act out and act ridiculous and do something <laughs> crazy that's going to blow up on Twitter and, and be a controversy. It's guaranteed there, to happen. Listen, I, I think the PA, you know, they said on their call on Friday, I think the PA is preparing or prepared for at least one player to kind of go out <laughs> of the bubble. And, and it's guaranteed you know, going to happen. They put- said that there won't be any tracking devices, but 
you know, Michelle Roberts told the players on the call, if you leave, we'll know. And so that's kind of a, a, a nice you also, I think if they try to odds on the player though, because I would put so much money on James Harden or Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, the younger, the younger, the, the younger, the guy, the, the greater the odds that some, you know, crazy thing will happen. I mean, Guys are gonna try sneak girls in probably. There's gonna be there's gonna be some crazy Shop, behavior. That's what I'm saying this reality show. That well, that's, they, in that in that regard, yeah, chops is onto something that maybe. I'm trying to I'm give you guys an idea right now, guys. I'm just <laughs> trying to say we could all do this together, split it down, and we could. I'm just you know, let's do it. There's an option here. Though. There is also though the Rich Paul question. Can you answer that for us? Just 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 answer. Who you you guys both text me at the same time? Who's gonna reply first? I have absolutely no idea. No <laughs> idea. All right. Got all nothing. Right. All, All right, right, so Shams, on to, on to actual news, though. What's In terms of everything that we know has broken on Friday and over the weekend, um, I guess we have to wait to see what more comes out about safety protocols, testing, everything around the virus. So what more do you guys have to get filled in detail-wise about you know, what's, how the virus is going to affect um, you know, just overall operations? I think most specifically, interestingly for me, about the idea that if a player tests positive for the virus, there's potential right now that they could be you know, basically not allowed to come back and play anymore. Like, is that still on the table right now? Yeah, you know, it, it'll be a protocol, right? So if a player does test positive, the NBA's plan right now is to have that player isolated in quarantine, continue to have normal treatment, testing daily, but a minimum quarantine of seven days. And so mm-hmm. think about it. You, if you have a star player in the middle of a playoffs, test positive for coronavirus, you know, this is something it's hard for the NBA and the MVPA not to be prepared for, right? So if yeah. you do have that situation come up, you know, you could have a star player out for at least seven days. And, you know, there was a you know, Chris Paul on the PA call, I was told, mentioned it kind of like an injury. Like they're going to end up treating these like an injury. And it's, it, it's kind of scary and, and crazy to think about the NBA and pro sports are going to start looking at coronavirus as an injury. Of course, you know, these guys are well-trained, well, um, you know, well, well-positioned because of their age, their physiques, the, the way they, you know, take care of their bodies. A lot of the players that tested positive were asymptomatic. So I think the NBA is banking on, you know, hopefully keeping everyone in the bubble, making sure that the amount of positive tests are at a minimum, but there's no doubt. I think protocol is going to be big. How will the NBA be able to manage rosters? Will you be able to allow, will you be allowed to add players if a player tests positive for coronavirus? Um, and just overall logistics, like the, the dates of these games, how the schedule is going to work out. Um, there are so many unanswered questions. I think the NBA figured out steps four and three out of a – or, you know, if you have a five-phase process, I think they figured out five, four, and three, but they still have one and two to, to, to go. And that's – those are really, really big phases to cover. Another Chris, idea because – Charles, have... let me ask this quick before he jumps to the next one. Go, go in, If Brian. a hypothetical, if LeBron – gets diagnosed or test positive for coronavirus in the finals. Do you think the Lakers are pulling him out if he's asymptomatic? I mean, you, you know, if, if he tests positive and it's public and, and, and it's a matter of fact, they have no choice, but to It'll have be the him, rule, right? It will be it, like it's, a, it's a rule. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a minimum quarantine of seven days. Um, as far as I'm told, and you're going to have to continue daily testing. You're going to stay isolated. Now, again, that won't shut down all play. That doesn't mean, all right, Le- you know, a said player test positive, LeBron James or whoever test positive for coronavirus, and then you have to test the whole team and the whole team has to sit. No, like it'll be everything will stay normal, but whichever player, um, you know, does test positive, it's, it, there is a protocol in place. And so um, I think it applies no matter who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Our our young friend here, Zion, is a Nets fan. Shams, 
So he's bummed that KD and Kyrie aren't going to play this summer. Not but also, but also, fill us in on Bradley Beal. What's going to happen with Bradley Beal after this season's over? Because there's a lot of trade smoke. And he even admitted that he liked hearing his name in Nets rumors. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to Bradley Beal um, because they're eventually going to offer him the ultimate, you know, the supermax contract that they can offer, and he will have to make a decision on whether the Wizards are the right fit moving forward. You know, there are several teams, not not only the Nets. You know, it, you you could say that about all twenty nine teams. You know, we're interested. Oh, you were about to, you were about that. to give us. Don't, you were about to give don't. us a set. <laughs> no, you you could literally. You know, New Orleans was a team that I had heard. Uh, you know last year had had looked into it mm-hmm. Tw- all 29 teams across the league if you if, if you're trying to win games you you know the lakers at, at different points they've had interest in beal so if you're trying to win basketball games you're gonna have interest in bradley beal but you know everything he said so far he wants to stay a wizard um the wizards have said they want to keep him i don't expect you know something on him until we see john wall and brad beal play again and so depending on how that goes you know, could Bradley Beal look at it and John Wall return to peak performance and be like, you know what, I like where we're headed here. I want to commit for sure. But could he also look at it like we're not looking like a team that's going anywhere, even with John back? I want to see what else is out there. I think both scenarios you can you can kind of envision right now. Taking off your your reporter goggles, in your opinion, <laughs> is there a chance that Bradley Beal can end up with the Nets? Please dunk on him right now. I mean, they, they they have the pieces theoretically to make a competitive trade. So I mean, they have as you know, if if Bradley Beal were to become available, I could see the the net. But again, there are other teams out there too that that would be able to. Put uh, how about let's play this? Can I name a team and you just say yes or no? The Miami Heat, they're for sure going to be in on Bradley Beal if he becomes available. Shams. The Heat were a team as well that had interest. The Heat, the Lakers, New Orleans, um, those are teams that I've heard. But you know, like. Th- throw the Bulls out there. What if you're the Bulls? Would you do like a Levine for Lowry Marketing? This is me literally. Con- this is conjecture. Like, there's so many teams out there where if you're no one aggregate that fake games, trade. For Sean, <laughs> when you to, no one aggregate that fake Sean <laughs> trade right there. Don't aggregate I mean, it. But it's it's that that's me trying to say you could look at yeah. really any team and and try to put something together. So what you're saying is the Cavs could also make a trade for Bradley Beal. Yeah, that didn't happen, pal. Don't that that's that's a pipe How much right of a, how much of a mess is my favorite franchise, which I don't care about by the way because we won the best NBA championship ever. It's a, so it's good. a mild mess compared to some other NBA franchises. I, I, no, I don't know. The Cavs uh, yeah, are probably yeah, the, pal, yes, yes, mild mess. It was, uh, I don't know. The Cavs fired their their first year head coach Shams, you broke that story halfway into the season. I don't, the Knicks are always a mess, but I think the Cavs are up there when it comes to a mess. Yeah, this year was tough and, and, you know, tough is putting it mildly. You know, you not only have the Kevin Love, Kobe Altman spats and the the coaching hire, which was just, you know, the John Beeline hire, there's no other way to say it. It was a disaster uh, for for the Cavs. And so they, you know, for for them to move off of John Beeline, not even a full season into a five year contract. That is a devastating look for that organization, and and um, Dan Gilbert loves paying former coaches. It's like his favorite thing to do. I, I mean, I, I can't. It's, I'm like at a loss for words at, at, at how that ended up. So, but at the same time, it's like the logic of hiring these older college coaches who have been so established in college to bring them to the NBA. Like, like any any idiot would see that's not going to work. 
how is Beeline, who is, you know, so out of touch with the young players and going to be, you know, all hands-on and yelling at them all the time when they don't want to deal with that, like, how would they think in any way, shape, and form that would work, like, for two Adam, years Adam, or let, Adam, whatever? spoiler, they make bad decisions. I, well, again, this is, and as a Knicks fan, too, it's the same shit. It's like, you know, the, the nonsensical decisions, Ooh. like, just it blows your mind that people think that this is, like, oh, oh that's going to work. Like, Billy Donovan, who is obviously much younger, is, like, the only recent college coach of memory I can think of that's come in and actually had a, you know, good run in the NBA. These older college coaches, the idea of teams giving them serious runs or serious consideration, I think, is just ridiculous. Shams. Yeah, Br- oh, Brad bad. Stevens. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, Brad Stevens, another but a younger coach, again, a younger guy who can yeah. relate better to these players. You and, have to understand, you know, and John Beeline, he never understood how can I relate to these players? How can I treat them? How can I, you know, not make this like a drill? A, a, a really, yeah, like, that'd be a drill like, sergeant, sergeant yeah. at all times. Yeah, Call, yeah, calling them thugs yeah. was not the answer. Like, <laughs> That's that, not a good look. Yeah. Can't be doing well, that. Who's going to be the next head coach of the Knicks? That search is officially opened and started. Is it going to be Tibbs? Yeah, you know, I reported on a, a, a few weeks ago that they were looking to start their search. They're going to interview Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, Mike Miller, most notably. And, you know, everything, you know, the expectation around the league remains Tom Thibodeau is the front runner, is the leader, the top candidate for that job. Obviously, Leon Rose, new president, he's going to have a process. You can't go into your first coaching hire and not have a process. And, Kenny Atkinson, you know, that's a guy, when you look at developing young teams, young players, I'm told he'll be, you know, he's a name to look out for in Chicago potentially as well. Um, but Kenny Atkinson's a really, really good coach and, and has, does a really good job at really working with younger teams. And so the, they, they should look long and hard at him, but, you know, I think the expectation still centers around Tom Thibodeau. What happened with Atkinson in the Nets? That seemed very out of the blue. Did he just not mesh with KD and Kyrie? I mean, that's what everybody assumed. So there were, you know, I, I actually wrote a piece about it a few days before March 11th, the whole pandemic started. And, um, and I wrote a piece on The Athletic that kind of went into everything. There were several, you know, there were a few things. Let's start early in training camp. I think it, the offense that he still wanted to go with was, was, a, was not something that vibed with his star players from Kyrie Irving to Kevin Durant to Spencer Dinwiddie on and so forth, um, which was a free-for-all offense. There wasn't like a set regime. There wasn't like, you know, uh, a set style like he was still trying to play the way that they were playing with D'Angelo Russell and mm-hmm. and I don't think guys went for that so that's first thing and then as the year went on um, I, I think that you know different things became issues and I think that he you know Kenny Atkinson um, you know who's a great guy a good coach I think struggled to deal with having all these star players and dealing with their wants and their desires and you know DeAndre Jordan point ended up becoming a big one right DeAndre Jordan wanted to start Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving are his friends. They were major, major reason why he was signed to that big contract. And Kenny Atkinson did not want to start him. And that became a budding heads point for that whole organization. Um, so that was a factor. And I think as time wore on, uh, people started to see it all started to wear on uh, Kenny Atkinson. And there was a big blow-up team meeting that occurred uh, the Wednesday before he was fired. He was fired on a Saturday. There was a big, mm-hmm. big team meeting. Um, a lot of emotions in it. And in that meeting, Kevin Durant, as I reported, and I was told that he basically said, these are not the championship quality uh, habits that we want to build here in Brooklyn. This just is not it. And I think that that message, it, it rang true throughout the organization. And anytime Kevin Durant speaks up in a team meeting, everyone's going to listen. And so you ma- match all those factors in. And, and by the time, you know, Sean Marks, uh, let Kenny Atkinson know what time it was. I think everyone understood that Kenny Atkinson was not long for the job. 
Damn. Who's going to be the next coach of the Nets? My boy T. Lou? Which, if it happened, that'd be weird to me because as a Cavs fan, I remember him and Kyrie didn't always see eye to eye, and Kyrie took shots at T. Lou when he got to Boston. You're 100% right. They did not end up on good terms. And, and um, you know, I, I think that's a good name to look at, but I really do think that the Nets will give Jock Vaughn a legitimate opportunity to win the job. You know, this is a guy that comes from the Spurs background, you know, has, has, has the same pedigree as Sean Marks, has, you know, as far as I know, he does a good job at working with players, building that relationship. And so I, as crazy as it is for you guys to maybe here, I do think J- Jock Vaughn is going to get a legitimate opportunity uh, to win this job. And obviously we're going to be able to see that starting July 31st when the season well, opens. Zion, how do you feel about that? Yeah, as a I Nets mean, fan. Zach, Zach reaction, former net. reaction. <laughs> Luke, warm reaction, yeah. He, he's a <laughs> former net, but I, I need I need a little bit more. I need the championship experience. Give me a coach that's been there. Give me a co- experience. He won a ring. He, he, he won a ring with the Spurs. No, he, he won a ring. Yeah, short-sighted Pop, analysis on Pop's, from Pop, Nets Pop's fans. Back. That doesn't count. On Pop's back, that, that doesn't count. I, I can't give him that. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't count? What? He was a player. He played on that 03 team. Yeah. Come oh, on, oh. no, I'm talking about, but I'm talking about coaching. I'm talking Zion about was barely alive winning as a coach. Yeah. Man, I was seven, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In short pants. He was nine. Game two. Shams, Giannis, everybody's going to start talking about this, especially if the Bucks don't win at all. Warriors fans, and I, you've seen some stuff come out of it, they seem pretty confident that they're going to have a shot at him. Is that actual factual type stuff? See, that that's one of those things where you see a lot of conjecture and you see it, but I, I until I put myself out there and want to report on it, I just it's tough for me to really look at it. Now, of course, like kind of goes back to Bradley Beal. Do the Warriors have interest in Giannis Antetokounmpo? I mean, who everyone wouldn't? does. Everyone. Yeah, does. that's like, actually like, twenty nine teams actually have interest. Every every single team in this universe has interest in the superstars. Who wouldn't want to? Now, one thing I do know is how important winning is to Giannis, and that isn't just lip service. So, you know, everyone around the Bucks understands like we have this window this year, next year to try to make a run to winning a championship, and if we don't, Giannis will then look at it. And out of the lens of, listen, I, I gave Milwaukee all these years. Our goal was to win a championship. We had three amazing chances. If you want to look at last year, going to the conference finals, this year, and the next year, if he doesn't sign that Supermax um, extension. And, and, like, at that point, he'll really have an opportunity to look at the teams that, that are going to have interest. Now, you can look at a bunch of teams. I'm sure the Warriors, Toronto, the Lakers. You know, the Lakers go and claim Kostas Antetokounmpo off of waivers after he's cut. Um, I think an antenna went up around the league when that happened. Playing the long oh, game. Playing the long game. It, it, it's and, and again, we're talking about Giannis. All twenty nine, all thirty teams want him, and so. Um, but again, like I'll say it again, winning is very, very important, and so I think we'll have a good understanding of where his mind is at, depending on where you know where this Buck season lands this year and and or next year. Say he doesn't sign the supermax, or say he was like he told them, "Hey, I'm I'm not gonna sign." Would they trade him? Or would they let it ride out? That's a, that, that's a huge hypothetical. That's a huge hypothetical. I, I just, you know, like you said, it's a huge hypothetical, but I just go to the rule of thumb, right? You look at Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Uh, I mean, think of any other major superstar whose free agency decisions coming up. You don't trade the guy before he goes into free agency. Like you give yourself every last opportunity to try to win with that player because that opportunity does not ever come along uh, for most franchises. 
unless you're the Cavs and it's Kyrie Irving. So let, you, let's let's, let's fast forward. <laughs> let it go. What, Shams, Shams, let I will it go, say, let it go. my bad, Shams, first time I met you, you probably don't remember. You definitely don't remember. IT's first game with the Cavs. I was in the locker room. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You don't, you don't remember, Shams. You, you, you don't remember. remember. <laughs> I was in Cleveland. I, you I you know, you were there and I introduced myself. I wasn't doing sports at that point. I was still doing music and I just – I would always just hit the Cavs and say, hey, I want to come to a game, and they would let me. And I was so excited uh, for him, and then he wasn't on the team a month later. Yeah, that was a rough go for, for IT. And um, I, I'll never forget, you know, when he just watched that video, I think LeBron had hit a game winner, the game right before the trade deadline. And, and he didn't celebrate with him. <laughs> that, that was uh, – and, you know, IT, you know, I, I reported on it back then. He wanted to stay in Cleveland. He did not mm-hmm. want to be traded. But as you guys know, and, you know, as a Cleveland fan as you are, like – they made mass exoduses all, all over that roster. Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, IT, like Jay Crowder. It was it was insane. All right, real quick here, Sean, since we you know we were on the speculation kind of uh, uh, wave here, but um, you know to get to October when free agency would kick in, that's obviously mm-hmm. a long ways to go, and that's kind of fluid right now, depending on how the season breaks out. But um, free agency this October, this offseason is going to be very different than what it was last year. So just give us an idea of just how much tamer and just, I guess, less crazy is going to be for you, for us to process because essentially it's just AD out there who are waiting on to, you know, sign his max deal with the Lakers, right? Yeah, you just don't know. I, I, it's so hard for me to even look at next week, much less in October. <laughs> well, yeah, you ha- I get that you have to wade through a lot of stuff, but, you know, obviously free agency is always the massive topic to talk right. about the There's NBA. There's no big names this year. I think that's what it's not. Yeah, it's not going to pop off. It's not going to be crazy the way it was last summer. You know, Pascal Siakam signs his max, you know, his max extension. I think that puts him out. But now you look at it, you have, you know, Anthony Davis. You have uh, Fred but Van Vliet. You know, Van Vliet's a guy, champion. AD ain't, come on. He's not signing anywhere but in LA. It seems preposterous. He would go, and yeah, he would not re-sign with the Lakers. But No, I agree. I agree with you guys. But, mm. uh, but, but when you look at the list of names, I mean, you have yeah. AD. You have Fred Van Vliet. I think yeah. DeMar DeRozan potentially if he opts out. But you, know, you also have to look at it. These players that have player options now. Do you really want to? Do you really want to uh, gamble it? And you don't yeah. know what the cap is going to be. See that? That's another big thing is waiting for where the cap ends up. And I'll, you know, we'll know more come September. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Down. But we don't know what the cap is going to be. So you know, I've you know, in talking to players, they're pushing the union and the league. You know, make sure that the cap doesn't dip to like a hundred or ninety-five because it's at a projected, I believe, one hundred nine right now. Yeah. And so if it dips, oh no, one it's at one fifteen right now, and there's. You know, if it dips to like 109, I think that's manageable. But to dip like 195, that changes the game for a lot of these guys. Yeah, there's a lot more volatility, I guess, potentially because of the cap numbers and how you know fluid it can be than otherwise it would have been. You know, if we had a regular off season. Is there is there some names that we don't know yet who could be potential guys to get traded? Like, is when Kevin Love's going to get traded eventually from the Cavs? Like, when it's going to happen soon, right? It, at some point, it's going to happen. Is there any when, other names like yeah, that? Yeah, when, when, when his deal, I think, is, is, is a little bit more manageable. Like this year, th- there was no team. that Really? really it, it never got close? I think Portland uh, k- kicked the tires a couple times, but no. It, Kevin Love deal was never remote. I told CJ McCollum they should do it, and he said no. And I was like, that hurts, buddy. <laughs> what, what was his reasoning? I don't. He didn't give me a good one. He's from the area. I he didn't want to get aggregated. Good. That was the reason. He wasn't from yeah. the area. You tried to put. <laughs> he's like from. His, he's from Cleveland. He, he said area. he's not it, that close. To, <laughs> yeah. he, he actually said he's not that close to the Cleveland. So I was like, that's kind of. No, I don't. I don't think so either. But no one other other names out there. No, maybe? I mean, I mean, you know, Drew Holiday is always a guy that you know he he's he's obviously a very good player, and there was a lot of talk 
um, you know, around the league that he did not want to be in New Orleans. And as the trade deadline neared, he let New Orleans know that I do not want to be moved. I'd rather stay here, mm. see this thing through. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they really started to play well. And then Zion Williamson's return was right around the corner. That's why I think this finish for New Orleans is going to be so important. Can they get in the playoffs? What damage can they do? You know, because Zion Williamson makes them a totally different team. And I think Drew Holiday does want to give them the full opportunity to see that through. But, you know, that's a guy that you still have to monitor. Kevin Love, like you mentioned, Bradley Beal. Um, but, you know, it's, it's tough for me right now, given the volatility. It's not as, as clean cut as it, as it usually is around this time. What are they going to do with the B.I. Lonzo thing? They're not going to pay both of them, right? No, I, I, you know, I do think Lonzo Ball is going to be an extension talks this summer. Um, and, and as far as Brandon Ingram, like, you know, from, from everything, I've, like he's positioned himself as a maximum contract player. And so wow. I, I don't expect that those conversations are going to go that extensive. But again, like the season's not over. We still haven't seen how these eight regular season games go. Playing yeah. tournaments, so much can change. But, you know, if you just base it off this regular season, Brandon Ingram clearly – position himself in the eyes of a lot of executives as a maximum contract level player. But does David Griffin look at him as a maximum contract player? I do think there will be enough interest in Brandon Ingram to warrant that type of deal. But again, this was, this was the, the consensus before all of this hit. Now we'll yeah. see what happens in the playing tournament and in the, in the playoff in the regular season, the playoffs, what where the cap ends up at. But if you, if you ask me, you know, before the pandemic and then going in now, I, I do think that, you know, the, the thought around the league is that he's a max type of player. How much of the 22 game thing is about Zion and just wanting to get Zion into the playoffs? Is that a real thing? I mean, it, it's hard to ignore. I just think the NBA, you know, they had four options that they talked with, right? 16 teams, but go, that's going directly into the playoffs. But that's not letting the teams below the eighth seed, like Portland and New Orleans, a legitimate opportunity to make the playoffs. So yeah. that, that's why that never gained a lot of traction. Also, as I, you know, I was told, it didn't fulfill the TV rights. So the money, the financial, mm-hmm. we got we to gotta factor that in. Then you look at 30 teams. They didn't want to bring back the bottom feeding teams that really had no intent you know, had really no business. There was no necessity for these guys to be in that bubble environment. And Michael Jordan, yes. he, he yes. advocated thanks, early on. Thanks, Zion. Yeah. So, so bottom line, 20 <laughs> or 22 teams, both scenarios involve Zion Williamson. Now, is that just a coincidence? I don't know, but that was the only scenario that made sense, financially LeVar, and logistically. LeVar Ball told us Pelicans are going to beat the Lakers if they play in one and eight. No, Lavar's known love for it. making some crazy possibility. I love it. So that's, I love on brand, it. that's on brand for Lavar. Shams, we talked, we talked about, you know, your come up and everything. Is there ever a scoop that didn't come out that you were close on? I mean, there are a lot. Um, but you kind of just, it, it's maybe gets, you know, it, it irritates you in the moment. And then you kind of forget. Like, I, I don't. I remember the moments, but I don't feel bad about not getting it because there's a reason I didn't get it. You know, either my gut feel wasn't for it or I was, you know, even if I'm 99% on something, I'm not going with it. Like I'm not going until I feel 100%. So I, it's, there's not one signature moment, but definitely there have been a ton of different. Is there any scoops that never came out that you guys were close, like the insiders were close on that like never maybe materialize, maybe like a trade or something that was close that we don't know about. Man, that's tough. I know they're out there. We all know. No, I mean, I can't, I can't. 
No, I, I really I can't think off the top of my head. There's too many of them. That's why. What's this the most famous NBA trade that didn't happen since you've been covering the league? Is it the Paul that's George not Cavs? That's that's not. Public. Uh, well, see, the Paul George Cavs one is public, and I hate to I bring up the Cavs a lot. But is there anything else like that that never came to, to fruition? You guys put me on the spot big time. Oh yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, with that PG deals, the old Kyrie Irving, you know, he was mm-hmm. part of that as well. So yeah, I'll throw that in. Um, we'll edit out the 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 time in between here. We'll make it seem like you said yeah, it right away. I'm, I'm trying to think. That's a hell of a question. Can I look at my phone and just like? Try yeah, to yeah. Go through the text, the the old text. <laughs> Actually, if you want to break some news during this, you you did on PMT. We're we're a little jealous of that, but it's all right. You know, I'm trying to think of a good one for you guys. It could be a it could be a not good one. No, I want a good one for you guys. There we go. There we go. I mean, you know, Aaron Gordon in Phoenix was discussed at the deadline, but I don't know if don't that's know interesting. That, what, what, what would Phoenix of what was what would do you know what that would have been? What would yeah, Phoenix it would have been it would have been around you know as I was holding the time something around Ubre for Aaron Gordon obviously didn't happen, but that's yeah. kind of where the this was literally right up until the trade deadline. Um, it's interesting. Denver, that's you know, Denver made a, a really late push for Drew Holiday at the deadline as well. No dice because New Orleans did not want to move him. I was told. Um, I don't know what? if I've, I I follow the NBA. I didn't know about the Drew Holiday New Orleans stuff. Did he? Why didn't he want to be there? Because they traded for Lonzo. Is no, just just the, just you know, obviously AD was really close with him, and and mm-hmm. he was really him and AD were really really close. And obviously, when something like that happens, you're, you're looking at it like where are we going as a franchise? We get off to a bad start. We're losing. They went to a bru- they went through a brutal ru- losing streak during the season early in the year, like December January, and then. I think as the calendar shifted, they started to play a lot better. And then Chuhati looked around and, like, you know, Zion's coming back. We have a good thing going. Like, I want to see this through. And that's all David Griffin needed to hear. Um, trying to think. Anything else? Good I love that your phone probably just has so much information in it that the public would just, like, die over. I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> you keep downplaying it. I think people business. would. I think people would, would love it. What well, how many how many contacts do you have in your cell phone? I think there is a way to look that up, right? Two thousand, three thousand. What what about what what about the Knicks? What are the Knicks? They always have a what target. About it's going to be it's going to be dumpster fire. Two thousand. Say it again, Chomps. One thousand three hundred eighty-seven. Oh, I thought you had more than that. What, what the Knicks always have targets, Shams. They always have big targets. You've seen CP three come up. I think some people. I don't know how legit that was. The CP three stuff. Who who's the next next big free agent free agent target that's not Giannis because everybody's going to go after Giannis. I don't think they have one. I think they were going <laughs> to really look at <laughs> they did, the next screwed. season to rebuild. But you know, I reported you know at the trade deadline they had interest in Kyle Kuzma, and so you know Kuzma's a guy that his his deal is going to be coming up. We said um, we said we said star players. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you, Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma feels you know he feels like he's a star. He dresses yeah, like for, a star player. How about yeah, that? he dresses like he's a star. So the Knicks, the Knicks have nobody in there. Leon Rose hasn't sat down and said these are on my uh, over the next three. No, no. Years, no. Do you know how the Knicks operate? Every single it's supposed to be different now. Eight list no, plus you, you superstars on their board, and that's who they bank the entire organization's success on getting. They bank it on Giannis coming or LeBron coming or some other 
uh, all-star they have zero chance of acquiring. That's how the Knicks operate, and that's how they always will operate under James Dolan. And that's why, as a Knicks fan, I know I'm fucked and will experience nothing but misery and sadness following the Knicks as long as the ownership is what it is. Done with rent. Adam does all the talking on the pod right now. <laughs> and he's very well, strong. Ca- we leave Cavs to chops. I'll take. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Then, I'll be bitter about the Knicks and Zion. The Fugazi Nets fan will chime in every once in a while. About Fugazi, some trade I, deals. I've been a Nets fan longer. You've been a Knicks fan. Yeah, that is complete Sh- fake news. Back to the, so they want to draft Lamelo. That's pretty. Like that's true, right? You know, they, they need a point guard. So when you look at it, you have Lamelo Ball, you have Tyrese Halliburton, and you have Cole Anthony at the top. So either of those players. They're going to do their, their homework on There's no doubt about it. I can't tell you if there's a favorite, but it's not, you know, those three guys are definitely top their list. What happens if the Warriors get the number one pick? If, you know, they're going to look hard at guys like Anthony Edwards. They're going to look hard at maybe packaging the pick. You know, I think that's going to be, I don't think they're going to rule that out either. You're looking at a veteran team and, mm-hmm. you know, there's already some veteran free agents that are looking at the Warriors and, they're, they're looking at them gearing up and loading back up. You have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green back healthy. Now you got Wiggins. They need a center. They need another maybe wing or guard coming off the bench. But other than that, like this team is going to be geared up and loaded to go. I just I just thought of something that I, and we'll ask this because some of our colleagues, at least when we were back in the office, this will be a debate and it's a debate on Slack and everything else. But Shams, if you can real quick, break down why Brooklyn is a much more attractive destination for players than the Knicks. Why is Brooklyn a more attractive destination? Than yes, Knicks? we're going to give Zion here a little little shine with with his. I mean, I think that's I think that's easy. It's, it's yeah, but some of our colleagues it. don't seem to get it through their thick heads. <laughs> I mean, look at the way that they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? Like they didn't meet with these two guys. It was really about the perception of their organization that they were structured, that they had a good. You know, one thing that I keep hearing from players that have either played for the Nets recently or on the Nets now is like the atmosphere around the team and how they treat their players. It's a, lot, it's a family atmosphere, not only for the players, but their extended family. And so I think the culture that you cultivate means a lot. Um, obviously, it was a big dent for them losing Kenny Atkins. Like that was a major part of your selling point. And you, and you essentially part with the guy midway through a year or a little over a year into the first year mm-hmm. of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like that's a, that's a bad look as well. But they still have the infrastructure and the talent and everything like that in place to keep going. But um, the Knicks, they haven't even had the infrastructure. You can't even look at <laughs> Where do we begin with that? Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, where do you even start with that nonsense? But go ahead. Culture, the infrastructure, the talent. You know, those are really three keys. They don't. They haven't checked either box. The other thing too, I bring up, and it's I think you know uh, your colleague at the Athletic, Mike Volkarov, uh, did the story, but it's like the the practice facility too, being up in Westchester compared to the Nets practice facility being right there in Sunset Park, that makes a big difference where guys don't have to travel and deal with the New York City traffic coming in and out to go to practice facility. That actually factors into it. Sounds no like doubt, 100, no doubt, one hundred percent. That's why I think the Knicks are you know maybe under this new regime going to look at trying to build out a more you know, 2020 modern type of facility. Yeah, but then they just they just upgraded that place in Westchester too. So the how, kind of, again, how, they're perpetually screwed, is what I'm getting at. No one cares about Westchester, Adam. How how far is this agent to GM thing gonna go? Because it's like the like is Rich Paul gonna be a GM at some point? I I don't know, but like I think that what teams are starting to realize more is the importance of relationships and like connections mm-hmm. and. And obviously you want a guy that understands the game. I think at this point, most of the quote unquote, you know, 
superstar agents do understand the game. There's a reason why they're into it, the passion aspect, but you know, the, the value that these organizations put on relationships and connections and being able to relate to players and really forge relationships throughout the industry. I think you're looking at it more and more. They're putting a, a, a premium on that. Shams, would you be a GM then? Cause you're talking about relationships. Who has more relationships in the NBA than you? What if the bulls were like, they obviously just hired a GM. What if they were like, Shams, we want you to be our GM. What, what do you do? That's a great, I mean, you know, growing up, that was my, that was my, you know, that was the team that I, I, I watched. I mean, you, you have to listen to it. Right. But um, I just love what I'm doing so much. And I feel like when you're a GM, you're, it's such a single track mind, um, such a focus. Obviously you're part of a team, you're part of an organization. Um, but it, it, you know, doing what I do now, I, I feel like I'm able to touch a lot more people, talk to a lot more people than I might be as, as a GM. That's a good answer, but you would, you would think about it though, right? It, it, it crossed your mind. It's hard not to think about it, but like, I, I feel like you're I only 26 Shams. Shams, you're only 26. I love what I'm doing right now though. Right. And it's like, I feel, I feel like, I feel like there's so much I haven't done yet and so much I, I need to do. And so what, what, what do you think you haven't done? What do you, what do you, what's like the next seal? What's the ceiling for, for what you haven't done? You think? Um, I think, I think doing more, uh, you know, continuing to do more video, continue mm-hmm. to, to, to write. I think, you know, we're starting to do more, um, you know, shows and things of that sort on a video platform. But I think, I think that really just continuing to expand visually and because the Twitter component will always be there, but how yeah. can I continue to expand in different ways? Real world Orlando first step, obviously. <laughs> no doubt. See. You're into it. Before we get you out of here. Give us a dark horse Giannis team that, that, that will go hard after him that you already know about. And I think I already know the answer. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I think I named him. I think I named I think the. I think you got to look at the Raptors. You got to look at the Lakers. You got to look at um, obviously the Warriors. But like all 29 teams are going to want Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it's tough for me to give you a dark horse. Who is your dark horse though? I was going to say the Heat. I was going to say Pat Riley is probably going to be aggressive. I, I think Miami I've heard as well. So, I mean, and, and Pat – you know, that's, there's a reason why they structured Andre Godala's contract the way they did. You know, they made it known we are going to target free agents in that summer of 2021. Not only Giannis, Victor Oladipo as well. There we go. Shams, thank you so much for joining us. I think we all learned a lot about your backstory and a whole bunch of NBA news. So everybody, make sure you go follow Shams on Twitter. You probably are because who isn't following Shams? I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. I look forward to this. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Next up, we want to get into a segment that I'm excited about. With the NBA coming back, 22 teams... Eight teams aren't making the playoffs, Adam. Eight teams aren't making the the bubble. Yes, and no one is sad that the Knicks, the Cavs, the Timberwolves, the Bulls, all the trash, and the Warriors run down the list of all the Hawks. As 
as a team, no one is sad. But no. because we, we like to have fun, we're going to do a fantasy draft where each of the 22 teams, we're going to alternate between the three of us. They get to take one player from the eight teams that didn't make it. You guys ready? Yes, we all understand what's going on here. I think you laid it out Zion, clearly, Zion's, right? Zion's looking at us confused. Zion, you good there, pal? I'm so good. Each, I just don't know each, why you're picking for the Nets. Well, I I gave Zion the first pick, <laughs> and then I just alternated. So that's it. Just it just happened that way. Okay, All buddy? Right, you want to pick for the Nets? Then we'll switch up the order, pal. No, we're not switching up the order. It's staying the same. Oh, Jesus Christ. Also, oh God. The, All right, kick this thing off. So just just to reiterate, we're drafting for the 22 teams in the bubble. We're taking one player for each team from the eight teams that didn't make it. Injuries are not included in this. So Clay Thompson's in this. Blake Griffin's in this because we just wanted to keep it fun. Okay, Zion, you have the first pick. For the Washington Wizards, who who are you taking? For the Wizards, I mean they don't need Steph Curry. They, they have too many guards. Are you going to pass on Steph Curry? Uh, I have to pass on Steph Curry. You are you are out of your goddamn mind. I'm not I'm not going to have Steph Curry, John Wall, and, and Bradley Beal. John Wall isn't playing, or is John yes, Wall playing? Are we saying John Wall's back? Well, technically, chops here since you you eighty six. Are we taking away all here? injuries yeah. in the whole league? Well, I mean, the Wizards, John Wall might play when they come back. Oh, well, he, he, he said he said wasn't. That. He said he wasn't, but yeah, okay. Um, Make You're your taking selection. Steph Curry. Jesus, come on, pal. No. Make your selection. I'm, took, I'm taking because if we're – are we doing John Wall or, or Bradley Beal's healthy? I don't – you got it. Yeah, they're both healthy. How about that? Okay. They're both healthy? Okay, then I'm taking Cat. <sighs> they need a big. You are smoking something rancid today, pal. Josh, you know. can you fill in the draft as we do it? Okay, thank you. All right, so uh, I have picked number two as, with the Suns, and because yes. Zion is out of his goddamn mind. They need a point guard. Bro, it's I easy. can't believe Steph Curry didn't go out number one Out of his goddamn mind. Uh, clearly, I can't you're taking Steph Curry, who is going to be a top 15 all-time player. Two all-stars, two all-star guards. I'm not going to take another all-star guard. Play Brad Beal at the three You take an all-time great to be on your team. There's no skill in their front court. They have no skill. Who's hand their wave, big man? hand wave. You don't it doesn't matter with those three. It doesn't matter with those three. bro. Hand wave this argument. don't do that. I'm going to win. Adam, make your pick as the Suns. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. That's, Took two seconds. I can't believe you never number two. It's a pretty easy quick. They don't have a point guard. I mean, as so every NBA the, team would take Steph Curry right now. Not, every not, NBA team. No, not yes. the Wizards. Yes. The Wizards would not guarantee take Steph Curry. No. Yes, they would. <sighs> no, they won't. It's, 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 you are so lost. It's not, it's not 2K. It's not 2K, three. Adam. It's basketball. Number three, with injuries turned off for the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, I am adding Clay Thompson to the Spurs. Because I'm going talent, and that team needs shooting, and I'm just—I'm not overthinking it like Zion. I am taking the Warrior exactly. shooter. Zion, you were back. You were back up. The Kings. The Kings. What do the Kings need? They got De'Aaron Fox. They got Buddy. You here. love De'Aaron Fox more than anybody. And De'Aaron Fox is a great guard. I cannot believe great Steph. Guard. Tristan um, Thompson's available. We have the pool of players. Uh, just for everybody to know, this is also going to be on the .com, complexsports.com, with all the results and the pool of players that we used and everything. They need – do they need – they don't really need a center, but uh, – the Kings. I mean, I think this is pretty obvious, but, I mean who, – who, who are you thinking? I would take Draymond Green on the Kings because I think that they need that forward defensive type player. I would add Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Or Kevin Love. Draymond Green or Kevin Love. I'm also thinking – I'm also thinking Blake would. would. Okay, make, right, a make a pick here, pal. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. Give me. Give me Blake Griffin. Okay. Blake Griffin. 
Okay. Mm, a little, interesting. A little, little curveball. Adam, this is an interesting one. Yeah, the I'm pe- trying to think of like, I Pelicans. think you want to give Zion Williamson some, you know, uh, added uh, size down low to help alleviate some of the banging hill experience you want a rebounder. But at the same time, as I look on the list, who's the most dynamic overall individual they could pick and who would help them? I think that has to be Draymond Green. I would have taken Love, I think. Yeah, I would Pelican. take Kevin Love. I, I, I can get the it, spacing. I would have taken Kevin Love. You can take. You can say that for the offensive, you know, for uh, you know, offensively speaking, and not have someone kind of clogging up. But Draymond can space it out a little bit that, too. And no, I was gonna. No, it, it, it don't don't say that. Me, don't say that. Don't no no don't, no no. no, no. He, he can like space him a little bit. I'm not. I'm not giving no, no, Draymond no, no, that much no, credit. No, but it came down to Draymond. The best tweet of all time. The best tweet of all time. Draymond Green shoots like he has a backpack full of rocks. It's 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 accurate. He has an ugly jump shot. Draymond Green will space out with the words because they you can space anybody can space out with them. You can. You're that's 100 percent correct. But it came down to me. It came down to me the most dynamic guy overall, and that between either Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, or Draymond Green. I'm gonna go Draymond for being, you know, I mean, Swiss Army mine, knife here. Mine is easy here for the Blazers. Pick yeah, yeah, exactly. What, no pick six for the Blazers is Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, that's yeah, they, they've been trying to get him. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Let Let me tell you this: if this actually happened in real life, and you add Kevin Love to the Blazers without them having to get of anything, that's a dangerous team. That's a that's a top West team right there. Just saying that. Zion, you are up so with the Orlando Magic. Not, I'm going to give this pick to Adam, and I'm going to take the Nets next. No, that's not how it works. You're messing bro. up the order. No, that's not, come on, that's not. Come on, don't just take the pick. You are not bro. the Minnesota Vikings and just oh. acquiescing oh, draft picks. Take no. select. Also, there's there's a there's a very some very good guards left. I, I'm aware, and the Magic need a point guard and a star point guard. So Trey Young. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Accurate selection. So Zion, who would you pick here for the Nets? Yeah, let's get your input on the All right, allow you to take. Ha- allow you to have the input. Who's here. left? I, we're deleting the people from the player pool. So look, we have Andre Drummond. It's getting a little. Wiggins, it's getting a little thin. Imagine bringing Sexton, back Tristan <laughs> Thompson. Bringing back D'Angelo. <laughs> Vince Carter, by the way, should not be on this list. He's yeah. Who we'll put Vince? No, that was, that was I put chops. Vince on the list because we're chops. trying to we're trying to bring his career back out. No sir, I'm not wasting no pick on Vince Carter. But I mean, John Collins is a great fit for the Knicks. You're taking John Collins. If I was, he would take him. John Collins. I would. What are you John doing, Collins. Adam? Is that the pick? You may think I'm a little crazy here. I think I may take Andrew Wiggins. Yes, I think you're crazy. Yes, okay. I think you're crazy. No fit I, whatsoever. It may be a weird fit, but still, like you wonder that him playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and kind of the tutelage of the older guys, Wiggins still has aspects and athleticism that would make you lead to believe he could be a dynamic wing at times. He is a bit of a space cadet on there, but I want to see his athleticism teamed up with KD and Kyrie. All right, that's a bad pick. I think. Very bad pick. Uh, the Grizzlies. Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go Drummond to the Grizzlies. They need a big, right? They need put him next to Jaron Jackson. All the help I guess. They can get. Mm, not really, but yeah, whatever. I, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll put I'll put Andre Drummond on the Grizzlies. The Mavs, Zion. Mm. We're getting it. Well, D'Angelo Russell's still there somehow. I would I would I would put D'Lo on the Mavs. D'Lo Luca. I mean, they need they kind of. I mean, they got Tim Hardaway. They got uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Seth Curry. Uh Who's their three though? We're kind oh, of right running there. out of the names are dwindling. Let, let me read off some are... names. Let me read off names that are available: Colin Sexton, Tristan Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Vince Carter, Clint Capella, did John John Collins and go John Collins, Teague, Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, a bunch of random Knicks. Oh, how Zach Levine? No one has taken Zach Levine. You didn't put on the the 
You oh, missed okay. a couple names. He's literally, I went by team, so they're like grouped by team. Right, put him on the bottom. Zion, who That's are we taking fair. here at number 10 for the Mavs? Um, yeah, Zach Levine was, was definitely. It's, taking it, Levine? it was between Capella and Levine for me, so I'll take Levine. That makes sense. Adam, Sixers at 11. I think this is a no-brainer. I was going to get cute here, but then I kind of realized I shouldn't. Um, I think if he was healthy, I would take Derrick Rose. Hmm? <laughs> you, you're going to take Derrick Rose or D'Angelo Russell. I think D'Angelo Russell is oh, a no-brainer. Oh, actually, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Can we scratch okay. that? Okay. I, I, I was about to say, I think, D, I think D'Angelo I Russell is a no-brainer for the Sixers you're correct. here. You're right. That's 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 wrong. I forgot <laughs> D, D, uh, D. Russell's on the list here. D'Angelo Russell should be that choice because the Sixers, Christ Almighty, need all the offensive help they can get. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. I forgot. Yeah, I thought. Sorry. Good calling um, out. The Pacers. Um, shit, I don't know. Who's the Pacers two guard? Do they have a two, who's their two guard? Oladipo. I mean, Oladipo. Oladipo. So they don't need a two. They got Miles Turner. They need a forward, right? I mean, they they would probably need some like yeah three. I um, okay. Here's one. I'm gonna take Otto Porter Jr. to the Pacers because I think that's a really good fit. Very bland pick. Bit of a stretch. Very it's, bland. Look at the list. I mean, yeah, it's it's fair. Okay. All right, now we get into the, 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 the very good teams. Number 13 here with the Rockets. Who are you picking? I mean, you could just add Clint Capella back to the Rockets. Yeah, I don't want to do that, though. That's not fun. <laughs> and they don't they don't like their bigs anyway. That's um, true. They do not play any bigs. But actually, John Collins would be perfect for them because he, yeah. he, he's like a big that plays on the perimeter. So, um, yeah, John Collins to the Rockets. Who did we get for the Pacers? Who did you I pick? took Otto Porter Jr. Oh, Otto Porter Jr. All right, so number 14 is me uh, with the Thunder. Josh, um, you typing it in. I am taking someone that you do not have up here on the list that egregiously you left off. And that oh, is Mitchell, I, Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks. To the Thunder? Yes. Oh, sweet. That's, okay, yeah, whatever. Rebounder, dynamic time. defense. Okay, whatever. He doesn't do anything offensively. But catch lobs. Um, that's what I'm not putting him on there for. Wait, wait. But you have Steven Adams. Mitchell Robinson can help out. But Nerns Noel is the backup. Literally Mitchell does Robinson this. can help out. He plays defense unlike unlike Adams does. That's a terrible pick, bro. Adam has the worst draft going so far. <laughs> it's not even close. It's straight up. It's, he's a he. He jumps out of the he jumps out of the arena. You guys are so does no is no well. What are the heat? What are the, the athlete Mitchell Robinson is? Oh, okay. Right. I'm up. I'm not up in the Miami Heat. What are the Heat need? Who's the point guard? Dragic still? Nah. Well, no, it's like a variation between Dragic, Kendrick Nunn. They have a lot of guard play, so I wouldn't necessarily. So a big probably. No, I mean, but they, they got Bam. Bam. They so Bam. who's gonna fit next to Bam? Um. I'm gonna go with Julius Randle, actually. Yuck! I'm gonna go with Julius Randle because the players are dwindling. <laughs> uh, the Julius players Randall's, are dwindling. Je- Julius Randle is like a poor man's bam. Basically. Well, they can put them next to each other, so I'm going Julius Randle. <laughs> that's 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 stretching and calling a poor man's bam. But go ahead. Ba- bam plays ten times better defense. He's a better scorer. He's, He's a more a better right. athlete. Yeah, every time. Zion, you are up for the Jazz, and the the list is dwindling. All right, the Utah born Jazz, home to. The most racist fan base in the NBA. Um, any white players available? No. Uh, uh, no. 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 Who does no. the Jazz need? They have Gobert. They have Conley's a bum. Um, they might need a four. They might need a four. Not they need someone to replace Bogdanovich, who's out. 
That's true. Uh, Batum. No, no injuries in this world, Adam. That's oh, true. Excuse but, me. But, but Bogdanovich literally just got hurt, so it's hard to yeah. just. That's, yeah. that's yes, it is hard to ignore that. Oh, uh, Devontae Grant? Nah, Nick Batum, just because of fit wise. Nick Batum, okay. Adam, the Nuggets? Uh, Maybe I'll slot in Derrick Rose here. Okay. Why? Yeah. Celtics is easy. Tristan Thompson. They need a big. Uh, they need a rebounder. Easy. Tristan Thompson. This should be Tristan an easy pick Thompson. here at 19 for, this, for the Clippers also, Zion. Tristan's already gone. Um... Yeah, I just took Tristan to the to the yeah. Clippers I don't know. Yeah, what? No, they what, need Clippers. What Clippers is your, still what is, in my expert opinion here, they still need back uh backcourt help. Oh. So do you take well, T Oh, you take Rozier probably, right? No, nah, I think he was maybe thinking Devontae Graham, but um I don't get where you need that cuz you have Lou Williams off the bench, you have you could still use. They could still use one more ball handler or point guard to to they just spell got them for Jackson. ten to twelve minutes. They, they did. That's a good Jackson. point. They did, but still, I they mean, just got Reggie Jackson. I would yeah. say. I would say they need a uh, Capella's not taken yet. No, Capella's oh, still there. Oh wow, yeah, that's easy. You can just take Capella and put him uh, as the starting center because <laughs> it's Zubat. Nah, the Zubat Zubats fits them really well, actually. So you took Capella. So Adam, yeah. you got the Raptors. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the Raptors would want here. Capella's bring Vince home. Adam, bring Vince home. All right, fine. You want to? Wanna... <laughs> no, 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 bring Vince no, no, home. No, 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 no. no. Break, he wouldn't Vince... play for them, but, you know. Send Vince to the Lakers. You got the Lakers picks. So, or no, you no, got I do. Lakers. Okay. Well, uh, listen, Adam, I, I don't think Vince Carter should be picked by anyone because he's, again, he's kind of become the coach emeritus on the bench and doesn't really play. You could also take R.J. Barrett to the to, Raptors, bring him. Yeah, I mean, we don't have him home. up there. I, you know, I'm trying to think of what the Raptors truly, truly need. Would it be more backcourt help? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Because I'd probably take backup, Sexton. Yeah, I think backup, Sexton makes sense here. Yeah, their backup guard is like Davis. Like yeah. Terrence Davis. So it's Colin Sexton to the Colin Raptors? Colin Sexton will go there. Okay. Lakers, I'm taking Vince to get Vince a championship. Let's give Vince a ring. Whack. It's too bad the Lakers aren't going to win. I would oh. say the Bucks. Bucks, last pick. I would say Devontae Graham is... Devontae. So Terry Rozier doesn't get picked. That's crazy. Devontae Graham is better than Terry Rozier. No, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. Huh? All right. All right, run through the picks one more time real quick. Yeah, let's do it from the top. So the Wizards, who Zion picked, took Carl Anthony Towns over Steph Curry. Uh, Adam, as the Suns, took Steph Curry. I took Clay Thompson. The Kings took Blake Griffin. Pelicans, Draymond Green. Blazers, Kevin Love. Magic, Trey Young. Nets took Andrew Wiggins. Weird. Eh, stretch, but that was, you know. That's I'm a stretch. Looking at that, that's a stretch. Look, 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 yo, yo look Wiggins over Levine. Adams took, Adam took Wiggins over Levine. That's a stretch. Russell. And D'Angelo Russell. That's so crazy. The Grizzlies took Drummond. Well, the Nets got rid of D'Angelo Russell already. They're not going to bring him back. Mavs, Levine, Sixers, D'Angelo, Pacers. Why did you Porter pick Jr. Otto Porter Jr. for the for the Pacers? That was a little early too. But yeah. biggest the biggest need. Uh, Rockets, John Collins, Thunder, Mitchell Robinson, Heat, Julius Randle. That one doesn't make sense. Jazz, Nick Batum, Nuggets, Derrick Rose, Celtics, Tristan Thompson, Clippers, Clint Capella, Raptors, Colin Sexton, Lakers, Vince Carter, Bucks, Devontae Graham. So now let me t- let me ask you guys this: Which team got the like like? Which team put themselves in the best chance to improve or become an actual contender by adding someone? I would um, say the Blazers adding Kevin Love. 
Well, well, that sticks yeah, out, well, number well, one. Be, or the Mavs adding Levine. Being a contender or... Yeah. Contender, uh, or contender. better than way better than no no before. not I think they all improve by this I'm saying like did any of these teams get bumped up to contender status by this yeah, I think well, the Blazers and love yeah, is the Blazers aren't to make contender the playoffs yeah I don't think yeah. the Blazers are contender because they they still don't play defense like if it chops what you're trying to get at is like if you look at the bottom portion of the draft like pick 17 to 22 those are like well, your yeah, serious yeah. NBA title contenders yeah did anyone add someone that's going to be a massive difference maker there uh, I like the I like the Celtics adding TT. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, the Bucks adding Devontae Graham is is pretty good for them. Actually, that's a pretty much another a steal shooter. For the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, another shooter ball handler. I mean, listen, the Sixers need again. We said need all the offensive help they can get. So D'Angelo Russell being able oh, to light D'Angelo it up. D'Angelo Russell that's, that's on huge. the Sixers is very good. I think. That's huge, I think that's yeah. a very good pick for them. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was fun. I thought it was a cool thing to think about as we get NBA back. It's already going to be weird. And from what Woj and everybody's reporting, these team, the eight teams that didn't make it, other than the Warriors, I think they're kind of mad that they're not going to be playing basketball. Oh and well, they're trying, to, they're trying to set up like like camps and everything. So can't be my team. Okay, you okay? Congratulations, you're going to be the seventh. <laughs> Congrats team on East. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching my team. So we appreciate get everybody waxed listening. in the first round. We appreciate Shams who spent an hour with us talking everything NBA from true his, legit friend of complex sports right there Yeah, from, from his come up on the insider status to, I think we tried to ask him literally every NBA question. That I think we threw every hypothetical question. at him. Yeah. I, I literally were just like, he's going to get aggregated so bad by some of these sites and he's going to get mad at us probably. But so only aggregate Shams. If we said to aggregate, if we said, don't aggregate, don't do it. Uh, Shout out to everybody who listens. Go back and listen to our past episodes. We are we still everybody. new and noteworthy. Uh, we are still new and noteworthy. Lamar Jackson episode is dropping next week. I just got final confirmation on that, so tune into that. It's a really fun conversation. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us all on socials at Pchops underscore at Zion uh, whatever his at is and at Adam Caparell. Zion, what's your at? Z-I-O-N-O-L-O-J-E-D-E. Yes, follow Zion, us on. He, Zion needs all the Twitter followers he can get. He's caping hard for Twitter followers all the time. So please go follow young Zion. I don't. I don't. But completely my, Twitter, my Twitter is way more entertaining than Adam's bland, unseasoned well, that's, that's, that's a low timeline. bar. That's, that's a low bar. Pal, uh, you have no idea the steak I cooked over the weekend, okay? Would have blown anything you put on the grill out of the water. So don't come at go. me with your cooking competition here. Yeah, there we go. Follow Complex Sports on all socials. Um, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys listening again, subscribe on Apple, all that dropping those five-star ratings. Thank you guys so much until next time. We'll talk to you soon.